Welcome to the Own Your Voice Pod, a podcast dedicated to guiding you to trust your voice and communicate your true value with full confidence so that you attract the clients and opportunities you're meant to contribute to. I'm Ray, your host, and I'm excited to present to you this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode nine of the Own Your Voice pod. Today, we are talking about the number one skill that will grow your career and business. And today, we have Bibi over here. Hello, okay, let me say your full name, Bibiana Lim, but I call you Bibi. <laughs> She's the marketing strategist behind some of the biggest course creators. Thank you so much for being here. Yes, thanks a lot, Ray, for inviting me to your podcast. And thanks for the introduction as well. And by the way, if you guys didn't know, over here, we also have Ray, who is a speaking coach. <gasps> yes, and the reason why we're talking about this one skill today, right? I mean, for me, using this skill has not just helped me, but my clients get jobs, their dream jobs that they want. And for those who are running businesses, attract clients that they desire as well. And all because of this one all-powerful skill that Bibi and I are going to talk about. Yeah, so I think, um, you know, like how this whole idea kind of like came about, we were kind of like, we were traveling together in like Chiang Mai, right? Yeah. We were just kind of like sitting down and kind of like brainstorming ideas and we're like, oh my goodness, you know, like we were just, I, I remember we were kind of like having this discussion of like, okay, what we think is like the most important skill, like even for me. I was telling, going around and telling people like, oh, I think marketing is like the number one most important skill. And Ray was like, no, I think like, you know, speaking is one of like the most important skills. But we both agree that this skill we're talking about today is the number one most important skill. Yeah. and One we, off, la, one off. La. Yeah, yeah. And we actually, you know, kind of like came to this agreement to like, okay, there's finally something that we can agree on. And that's why we decided to do this podcast together to share it with you guys. And yes. Yeah. So Bibi, actually, maybe you can start us off by sharing about how you discovered the power of this skill and why do you think it's like the number one important skill to grow your career and your business? Yeah, so I remember like many years ago when I was still kind of like starting out with my career, I was actually attending this YouTuber class. And this class was actually held by one of the companies in Japan who had like produced the most viral music videos on YouTube back then in those times, right? And I remember while we were learning, you know, skills of like, oh, how do you talk to the camera? How do you edit your videos and things like that? And for the final segment of this class, the CEO of the company actually, you know, came up on stage and he started to talk about this most important skill that, you know, all YouTubers should have. And he took a marker out and he started to draw. You just imagine in your mind, okay, he started to draw this like upward spiral and he, after he drew the upward spiral, he actually drew like one straight line through the upward spiral. And he said this, he said that, you know, over many years and over centuries, many things have changed. Like, you know, the way how we live our lives, the way we learn things. But there is only one skill that has stayed through all these years and has tested, has survived through the test of time. And it's a skill that like has never changed through this um, many years and like centuries of time. And this is actually the most important skill that anyone should have. Hmm. And, you know, after he said that, I was just like, wow, I have never thought about it before. 
But you know, when I sat down, I think about it, and I look at, you know, the most popular like YouTubers, they all are really good at this skill. And not just only that, you know, because I'm a fan of America's Got Talent. Same! (laughs) (laughs) And I love the magic shows, you know, and I still remember when this magician called Shin Lim, when he appeared on America's Got Talent, he actually did his magic tricks um, together with this skill and it drove the audience like crazy, right? And I remember there were still criticisms from the magician's community to say like, hey, whatever that magic trick that he did was so simple, so easy. But, you know, he still won. In the end, he still won. You know, he still got the golden buzzer. Hmm. And I was like, wow, I think everyone is really underminated underestimating how powerful this skill is mm, yeah you know just as you share about America's Got Talent which by the way is like I'm such a huge fan yeah um, this one skill is really something that most of in fact all of the golden buzzers do and I just thought of this one um, you know audition that I really enjoyed as well is this saxophonist she called Avery Dixon. Even before he started playing, he was just using this one skill, right? And because he used this skill, even before I started playing, Heidi, which is one of the judges, under her breath, she went, oh my gosh, please be good, please be good. Which just shows that she was already rooting for him before he even started playing because of this skill. And this just that just shows how powerful this skill is and how it can be used in your career and your business. If you want people to already want you to succeed before you even start doing your work, you gotta use this skill. <laughs> yeah, it's like a secret hack. So Ray, do you want to reveal what skill this is? Oh, this is our time to reveal it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this one skill that the top YouTubers use, as we mentioned. Every single golden buzzer audition on America's Got Talent, they use as well. This one skill that will cause the entire room to stand up in standing ovation is the storytelling. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that I, I hope that I gave this review its like respect it's needed. <laughs> Yeah, okay, did. I mean, we discussed that we didn't want to, you know, make you guys wait all the way, all the way until the end of the podcast, like 30 minutes of waiting before we review what skill it is. So Yeah, and throughout this podcast, what we want to do is to show you the power of storytelling, not just with the examples that America's Got, America's Got Talent or, you know, being a famous YouTuber, but really real world examples of how you can use it in your business and also in your career if you're working in a corporate setting. So I want to share a little bit about how storytelling, let's bring it straight to home, right? How storytelling has helped me um, in my career, right? Before I started my business, I actually thought of getting a job. And for me, I graduated in university in 2020, which is when COVID broke out. So I was a COVID graduate. There were lack of jobs and there were a lot of graduates. And what's worse, my grades were below average. So for some context for any non-Singaporean listeners, in university, you're graded in this grade point average system. So basically, you graduate with a certain grade upon 5. 4.5 means you're brilliant. It's like first-class honors. 4.0 is decent, second upper. 3.5 and above is considered average. Okay, second lower. My grade point average was 3.44. So I was below average. (laughs) 
So I knew that if I really wanted to get a job that I wanted, I needed to do something that was different, that would set me apart. I can't just show up with my grades and hope for the best. And so I applied for a role at this training company whose values I really resonated with. They deliver programs in schools to help students identify and leverage on their strengths. And I used this skill, I used storytelling in my cover letter. And I immediately got a response from the founder and got called up by one of the employees offering me the job. In fact, I ultimately decided to say no to the job because I wanted to start my own business, but they were really trying to kind of persuade me to take it up. And that is how I saw, wow, like storytelling can really set you apart from the rest of your peers. And if at any point in time you think, oh, you know, my credentials are not as good, um, my grades are not as good, just know that when you share your story, people remember you, people build their relationship with you, and people sort of like root for you to succeed. And this has not just happened for me, but even in my coaches and my clients as well, because I have plenty of clients who work in corporate and many, I would say some of them are like mid-career, right? They're like close early 30s and they're still building their career and they're thinking, hey, how do I really stand out? How do I really, um, you know, make people notice me, have my ideas be heard? And that is true, the stories that they share in their conversations with their boss, with their managers, and with their colleagues as well, that make people want to hear more from them because they have built a deeper relationship with them. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic example to use. I mean, I could definitely relate to that in when, while I was building my career as well. Mm. And, you know, like even in my career, right, um, you know, I kind of like moved along the uh, career progression quite quickly and because I was working in a small company as well. And eventually, um, you know, I was kind of like uh, being put in leadership positions. And I just want to share, you know, how uh, storytelling or how I've learned about storytelling and how it can actually tie into, you know, let's say whether you're running a business, whether you're in leadership positions and all that, and how it can actually use to uh, effect change in a company as well. So I remember hearing this uh, story from one of my friends before. And he said that, you know, there was this company-wide meeting, like a town hall meeting, where they have gathered um, all the all the employees who were working in the customer service. By the way, this is um, this company is actually a hotel company, so there's a lot of customer service, a lot of um, front-end uh, facing people, and they were actually gathered at this company meeting with like 20 to 30 over people, and there was actually a manager who was running this meeting. And he actually sat everyone down and he started telling this story, right, of a customer who actually came into the hotel to check in. But while he was actually checking in, right, one of the customer service agents who was actually serving him actually realized that, hey, this customer was, he appeared a bit flustered and he was a bit troubled. So this customer service officer actually asked him like, hey, sir, uh, how are you? Like, is everything okay? Because you look a little bit flustered. And this customer, he actually said that um, he actually left his medications back at home. And, you know, he was unable to drive back to his house because his house was like two to three hours away. And it wouldn't, um, be, if he drove back to like get his medications, then he wouldn't be back in time for his event which was the next day and when the staff actually heard that he promptly told the customer that oh he was like oh don't worry about it you know if there's do you have like anyone at home and because if there's anyone at home I can drive down and take the medication for you 
and he the, the customer was like he was kind of like shocked right like why would anyone do that for him but he was like yeah actually my son's at home if you could make that drive down to my place and get it up for me that would be so great and the staff after he knocked off and things like that he actually drove down to the customer's place and got the medication from his son and drove back and passed it to the customer in his hotel room and he was just like he couldn't believe it the customer was so so you know, thankful for this, um, you know, customer service uh, uh, person who went, really went out all the way, you know, just to get his medications for him. And after this story was told, right, like there was just silence in the room. So can you imagine if you are kind of like sitting there in the room and, you know, your manager's like telling you this story, right? And then the manager said like, you know, this is what we mean by we live up to our values of providing an exceptional customer service. Today, oh, moment, like mic drop moment. Ding! Today, when you join a company, I can, as a new employee, I can, you know, introduce you to the company and say like, okay, these are the 10 values of the customer. Uh, these are the 10 values of uh, the company and you can just read them. But it does not have any impact. It doesn't inspire people to do better. It doesn't motivate people to do better. But if you use a storytelling aspect to it of what it is like to really live up to the values of the company, use stories to, you know, give examples. And I feel that this can really, you know, change or inspire people to live up to the values, right? How many times have we walked into a company, looked at the values on the wall and be like, ah, okay, whatever, you know? But when these values are being shared, are being celebrated, through like stories, it really, you know, motivates and inspires people um, to do better. So I would say like, don't underestimate the power of stories. It's very, very, it can be very effective in a corporate context as well. And especially mm -hmm. when you want to inspire, motivate, or even implement changes uh, in your business, you know, rather than just simply stating out the facts, you can always back it up with stories. And the best thing is that, you know, people will always remember. Wow. I mean, that story was it just shared the point beautifully yeah about the power of how you can you know ignite change right that pin drop moment just after the um that 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 speaker shared the the value of the and, and the principle and philosophy of the hotel right and I think the beautiful thing is you're maybe you're sharing from like a leader's point of view how can we ignite change in the in our team and in our company I feel like, you know, coming from like the employee's point of view as well, like any of our listeners over here, if you are someone that um, is maybe like five to seven years in your career and you're looking for opportunities out there, you want to, you know, find job opportunities, you want to, um, you know, be seen in the workplace, instead of coming into an interview and, you know, sharing the facts of, yeah, I know I resonate with your values because um, what you can do is share stories of your life and how that reflects the value of the company, right? I mean, that's what I teach my clients to do. And it has gotten them like five to six offers in a short, pan of, short span of time because in the interview, they share a challenge that they have been through that reflected the company's values. And that's exactly what I did in my cover letter as well. I shared how um, growing up, my sister always got 
um, you know, the top marks in, in class and she was on Dean's list three times. She was the perfect Asian daughter, quote unquote Asian daughter. But my parents never compared me and my sister and they always shared with us, it's important to play according to your strengths. It's important to know your gifts and use it. And that's exactly why I'm doing what I'm doing today, coaching people to do that and being so happy in my job. And that's exactly why I wanted to join that particular training company to help students find their strengths so that they will never compare themselves with others. And I believe that when the, the, you know, the employer in that school actually saw that cover letter, it really resonated with their values, which is why they wanted me to work for them. So every single time you are um, going into an interview or you're sharing with your manager, you're having like a one-on-one -on -one with your boss, think about how you can share a story um, that shows a little bit more about you and your values and your life philosophy and how that links to the company. And that will really put you like a mark above the rest. Um, that's a good point that you actually mentioned that because it really reminded of me of this time where actually I went for a job interview, right? And I can tell you like throughout the entire job interview, all I did was to tell stories. <laughs> they were just so mesmerized by it and they wanted to like, know more about my own personal experiences and things like that. Even the question like, oh, what are your strengths and weaknesses? Like rather mm. than just say like, oh, my strengths is in like marketing strategy. I'm a good storyteller, you know? Like I feel like it is important to tell a story um, behind that as well. And not just, you know, kind of like state things as it is. I think it makes you a lot more interesting as a person as well. And it really makes you stand out from all the other um, you know, competition out there. Like, even if I think about the, the America's Got Talent magicians, right? I, anyone can just go up to do a magic trick. But what makes you really different and what really makes you uniquely you is combining storytelling with whatever that you uh, set out to do. Yeah. I feel like we have given so much, like, stories about the benefits of storytelling. I mean, they are plenty, right? I mean, for me, I use storytelling almost every single time I coach people or I deliver trainings. Like, in fact, I deliver a training for a multinational um, last week. And one of my biggest fears when I when I first started going into corporate to train is that I'm, I don't have like real corporate experience. So how can I really relate to people who have been working in corporate all this while? right? And they are so different from me. They are like maybe twice or even more than twice my age. They have moms, they have parents, they have people from different cultures. Some of them speak different languages. How do I really relate to these people? And on the surface, it was so different. Me, the audience, me and the audience, we, we put us side by side, we look completely different. But what I did is I told stories of how, of my travels, um, of how I was afraid to speak up and I could see that in the audience's eyes, they were like, they were silent and looking at me as I spoke because they related to every single word and they were just nodding away. So I think another powerful thing about storytelling is that when you tell stories, you're able to relate to people that you initially think are very different from you. Because the reality is that when you think about stories, right, there's always emotions involved. And I think that every single human on the planet has have felt similar emotions of guilt, shame, insecurity, upset, pain, and they all want to feel joy, feel safe, feel seen, feel understood. And when you share a story and you're able to surface these emotions within them, they immediately feel closer to you. They immediately want to like reach out to you. They want to work with you. They want to be your team member. They want to just be with you. And that is how you can really like um, 
you know, once again, be a cut above the rest, whether you're in business or in your career. Yep, I completely agree with that. And, you know, just to quickly share like one last story, I think we've talked about uh, quite a bit of like corporate examples and I do want to share like a, a personal example as well where you can actually use storytelling. So I remember that, you know, a couple of years ago, I had a friend who every time when I met her, she was always complaining about her work, always complaining about her boss, how she deserved to be paid higher. And I remember at that point of time, I just gave her one piece of advice. I was like, hey, if you don't like your job, just quit. You know, like life is too short and you should just, you know, just leave whatever that's not making you happy. And that was the advice that I gave to her. And I remember meeting her like one to two months later and the complaining went on. You know, she didn't stop. She still complained about the same things. And I was like, okay, my advice is not working. Why not let me tell her a story instead? And this is what I said to her. I told her, hey, you know, like back then when I was working in my first company, I felt exactly the same way as you did. I really hated the work I was doing. I didn't like the managers that I was working for. Every single morning when I actually wake up, I open my eyes. I feel this sense of dread. And whenever I leave my house, I feel like I'm dragging myself to work. And that was how much I actually really, really hated my job. Until like one day, you know, I decided like, hey, this is enough really because it had gotten so bad to the point where I started, you know, having like depressive thoughts like, oh, is this what I'm living my life for? Is this what life is about? And I was like, enough is enough. And I handed in my resignation letter. And now when I look back, it's been a few years since then. Now when I look back, that was the best decision that I have, one of the best decisions that I have ever made in my life. And it was life-changing. And I told her like, you know, life is short and, you know, you should prioritize your happiness over everything else, right? And you, we only have this limited time and we should focus more on things that we truly enjoy and that we are happy to do. And the moment after I told her this story, I think like one to two weeks later, she handed in her resignation letter and yeah. And now she's like happily in like another job now. So I was like, okay, this is the reason why stories are so powerful. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes! You literally saved a life. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. yeah so. <laughs> so you can see, right, from what Bibi has shared, that you can use storytelling not just in your career and in your business, but also in your personal life as well. In fact, even more so in our personal relationships, um, when giving advice most of the time will not work. Because I think that, I mean, think about the last time someone gave you advice. Did you take it? <laughs> Right? When you hear advice, you're like, no, right? You don't understand me. Right? And you just probably won't take it. Right. And I mean, that's the exact same case when I why well, actually BB as you're sharing, right? I, I remember this one case where I had a friend who was choosing between um studying economics or psychology in university. Right. And he was thinking, should I choose psychology? But my 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 parents really want me to choose economics. And he was actually planning to follow his parents' decision. Right? And he was so troubled by it. I could see he was so pained wanting to choose economics, even though he really wanted psychology. But he was so afraid of his parents because, well, we're all born in an Asian society and his parents were kind of strict with him from the start. And I knew that if I did not share a story, if I only gave advice, he's not going to take my advice and he's probably just going to go with what his parents said. 
And so I shared a story just like what you did with your friend, right? I shared how I chose JC instead of Polly before because of my parents. And JC was two years of the most miserable time of my life. And I lost seven kg in like three weeks because I was so stressed. And every single moment, I just wished that I decided to follow my voice instead of choose what my parents want. And one day, I decided to go to my parents and tell them that, hey, dad, hey, mom, I know that you really want me to study really hard, but I need you to know that I'm also having a lot of passions outside of my school. And I'm going to study really hard in uni, but you need to know that there are other things I want to do in life and I'm going to find time to do those things. And it took years to really build the relationship with my parents and sharing stories of my success with them. But ultimately, they're my biggest supporters now. And my dad even went door knocking and doing door-to-door sales with me, which he would never do in the past. So when I shared that story with this friend of mine, he was obviously really shocked. Like, my parents will never support me. But because thankfully he saw some hope in my relationship with my parents, he decided to choose the course that he really wanted. And now he's really happy doing the course that he wants. So I feel like, you know, stories really can change people's lives. Stories can really um, help people see a different point of view that they have never seen before. And it will really make you um, a powerful, not just um, communicator, entrepreneur, but I think a, a better partner, a better wife, better husband, a better son, a better daughter as well. Yeah. And I guess to kind of like wrap things up, we definitely do have some actionable tips. That yes. Yeah. So I'm sure most of you will find this question familiar when either your partner, husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, or maybe even, you know, your colleagues will ask you this question. So how did your day go? Or how was your weekend? You know, and I want you to challenge yourself, right? Rather than giving a one word or two word or one phrase answer. Oh, it was good. Oh, it was okay. Oh, it was not that bad. I want you to challenge yourself to tell a story instead. Okay. And when you tell that story, I want you to think about what you actually did throughout the weekend and treat it as a chance for you to practice your storytelling skills and not like, oh, it was like, okay, yeah. Ray, you have anything to add on? So what BB has shared is that when someone asks you a question, challenge yourself to tell a story. Sometimes I feel it's hard because especially if that question that you're asked ignites a lot of emotion within you it's very hard for you to stop yourself from just saying what's on your mind and instead share a story. So I give an example. Right now, I'm dating an American, okay? So he comes from a very different culture as me. So basically, I was having many tough conversations with my parents and he actually asked me, babe, why can't you just tell your parents what you feel, right? I mean, you're an adult. You should be able to have conversations with them and tell, you how, tell them how you feel. Like, you should be able to do that, right? They, they can't fully understand you and that's okay. So in my mind... Obviously, this is what I wanted to say. Well, you don't understand, right? When you're 18, you left your house and that's just the American culture. Obviously, you don't understand what I'm going through, right? I'm born in an Asian society. I just wanted to tell this straight into his face, okay? <laughs> because in my mind, I'm like, all the emotions come up within me. I'm like, you don't understand. <laughs> so in that moment, I paused and I was like, okay, how can I share a story that will be able to help him understand my perspective? So I shared this. I shared, think about it this way, babe. Since I was young, I was living in my parents' house and I've never left my parents' house since then. In fact, it's only been this year that I went out traveling for more than 
two weeks or three weeks. And that's never, ever, ever happened before. Since I was 20 years old, there's so many things that I held from my parents or sort of like, you know, maybe didn't tell them everything because I didn't want them to, to, to be worried about me or feel scared that I'm doing something that is against their values or their beliefs. So they have a certain idea of me right now and it's very hard for me to communicate with them. Am I really trying my best? So I use a more softer tone of voice and help him paint a visual picture of my point of view. And that allowed him to see things from my perspective instead of receive all this like crazy, um, you know, like emotions okay. that, that came from me. Yeah. So the, the thing about storytelling is that it allows people to see your perspective as well and your point of view. It allows people to um, sit in your shoes and empathize from your perspective, which will help you a lot in your personal relationships as well. Uh, and in fact, right, um, as I was sharing this, this story with a couple of my coaches, one of them, one of my graduated coaches actually came to me and said, oh my gosh, Ray, I'm going through something similar, but with my team leader. Both of us have clashing values and I feel like she doesn't understand my point of view and it's been very hard. And thank you for sharing this because now I can see a better way of speaking to her instead of just telling her what's on my mind straight up. How can I share a story to, to share my perspective instead? So this can be used in various scenarios, right? Storytelling is not just in your personal relationships, but even your work relationships with your colleagues, with your boss, with um, you know, your, your manager as well. Yeah. That's what I would like to add. Okay, that sounds really fantastic. I think that's a really good example of, you know, using it in your personal, you know, story as well and in your personal life as well. And by the way, if you've made it all the way to the end, congrats. <laughs> because everything that you've heard in this podcast is actually stories. And this is exactly the reason why stories are so important. It's not just because... They have the ability to inspire, motivate, and connect. It also has the power to hold attention. And attention is, you know, the new currency, right? And yeah, I mean, I can tell you that I have, you know, made YouTube videos where we kind of like tested, like, okay, should we tell a story or should we not tell a story? And I can tell you the videos that tell a story hold so much better attention and the results are just exceptionally different. So I hope this inspires you to tell a story in some way i hope so too yeah i hope this inspires you to tell a story i love what you said baby attention is the new currency <laughs> I, I think gary v said that not me <laughs> oh yeah okay but i think it's been said so many times but it's a, it's a good one right especially in this day and age where there's so many distractions around us like phones or like the random things in our head like what's for lunch next or something when you share a story that's when you're able to get the attention from your audience whether it's from one person or from many people yep and if you enjoyed this podcast please let us know you can drop us a dm on our instagrams as well and actually ray and i are thinking of uh, hosting a story <laughs> workshop as well so if you're interested please do let us know reach out to us on instagram yeah drop us a dm if you're like yes i want to join this storytelling workshop if vivi and ray host it okay drop us a dm on that yeah, we'll teach you how to tell captivating stories. <laughs> yes. Yay! Thanks, Mimi, for being on this podcast. It's so fun. I'm so glad we did this together. Yay! Yeah, same. Okay. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Have a good week. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Own Your Voice Pod. Start a conversation, share this episode with a friend or on social media, and tag me at Ray Matrix. I'd love to hear your unique thoughts on this episode. Be part of the Own Your Voice movement by joining our private Telegram channel. There are exclusive worksheets and templates for you to take action and actually own your voice. You may do so by clicking the link in the episode or podcast description. And I'll see you next week.